What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast, episode number 10. My name is Dan Ball. And I'm Matt McAuliffe. Matt, welcome back, man. I missed you. Yeah, Disney was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I can honestly say one of the things that I missed about being back here at school was this podcast, for sure. So so uh, take us through that, your experience. So now you were working with uh, with ESPN in the production of the Mac Volleyball Tournament. So You couldn't have said it better yourself. Yeah, yeah. as a production assistant for ESPN for the Mac Volleyball Championship. So I was in the control room while they were doing their broadcast and I would feed stats to the graphics guy and the graphics guy would put it on the screen and I found myself in the middle of it. It was awesome. Uh, the adrenaline was pumping because yeah. you got to get the stats quick. You got to get the graphics out quick because volleyball moves fast. Absolutely, yeah. So it was a lot of fun and it was so cool to put on an ESPN polo and work for them for a day. Like, it was so cool. Yeah, I mean, as as two guys that are that are going into sports journalism, being able to put on you know the four, the four letter network at, at such a young age is, is unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, an, an amazing experience. I was so I was happy for you and, and thrilled that you got the experience to do that. But selfishly, I'm glad to have you back here. Uh, we're back for episode number ten on this week's episode. We are talking to the senior captain of the Quinnipiac women's hockey team, Melissa Samuskevich. Uh, she is just a few weeks removed from playing in the Four Nations Cup with the. U.S. women's national hockey team. Uh, an incredible honor for her and something that is, uh, of course, well-deserved. So uh, in that interview, we talked to her about that, how she ended up at Quinnipiac and uh, how Quinnipiac prepared her for that. And we, we had a lot of fun and with that where one. where she puts her gold medal. That's right. <laughs> she did we, win a gold medal with them. We knew where uh, we, we found out where Kenzie Prater put hers. Uh, so, of course, Matt asked the follow-up question to ask of where she put her new shiny gold medal with the U.S. winning their fourth straight gold medal uh, in that tournament. But before we get to our interview with Samo, as we do each week, it's time for the week that was in Quinnipiac Athletics. The men's basketball team, they're riding a two-game win streak. They beat UNH on the road on Tuesday, and then they beat the University of Maine back at the People's United Center 58-50. to Tyrese Williams led the Bobcats in that game with 19 points, 3 assists, and 7 boards. And senior Aaron Robinson had 11 points off the bench. That team is now headed to Amherst. They are on the road again as they go to UMass on Wednesday before heading to Stony Brook on Saturday. So a uh, three-game road trip starting off here for the men's basketball team, and that actually kicks off tonight, uh, the day that this podcast drops against the University of Massachusetts. Not the third-ranked hockey team, but the basketball team. Sorry, had to. Uh, the women's basketball team, they did battle in the Gulf Coast Showcase over the weekend. Uh, in game number one, they dropped it by a single point, 56-55, to to number 10, Texas. Jen Fay uh, started the game on the bench, but had 15 points to go along with four rebounds. She also recorded her 1,000th point in the game, the 23rd player in program history to do so. So uh, Aaron McClure picked hers up last season, I believe, and Jen Faye getting the chance to pick hers up this season. Again, one of the, the best players that we've seen over the last couple of years for this women's basketball team. And she's so great on and off the court. For sure. That makes makes her one of the best. Um, The next day, uh, the women's basketball team, they dropped the game 65 to 51 to number 21, Missouri. Faye again led the Bobcats with 14 points to go along with eight rebounds and three assists. So in the final game of the tournament with the Bobcats 0-2, they pulled out the win. They beat Ball State by a score of 69 to 66. 
Edit. <laughs> uh, Taylor Hurd led the offense with 15 points while Brittany Martin had 12. Uh, and the Bobcats defense stood tall during Missouri's final possession. Uh, they did not allow them to get a game-tying shot off. So the Bobcats are off until Friday. Uh, so getting the week off here to rest up after the tournament. They head to Harvard on Friday night before hosting Central Michigan on Sunday afternoon. And uh, I will be on the road trip with women's basketball this weekend to Harvard. So uh, keep an eye out for some good video production stuff. Absolutely. On the social media. Now we're moving on to the ice where it's the men's hockey team who are continuing to just win, 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 no matter what. They swept Maine on the road in Orono. Game one, they had a 7-2 to two win. Odin Tufto had himself a hat trick along with two assists. Yeah, if you're counting at home, that's five points in one game. Five points. Wyatt Bongiovanni also had a goal and an assist in that game. And Andrew Shortridge made 33 saves, and he has the lowest goals against average in the nation, Dan, with 1.25. Unbelievable. He's been splitting time with Keith Petrozelli, but every time that Shortridge is on the ice, he's given them a chance to win, given up, I mean, as you're seeing, just over a goal per game. Also, uh, just notice, too, and we'll get into Odin Tufto uh, in about a minute, but he is now tied for fourth in the nation in points this year. Unbelievable season so far for the sophomore. We'll get into him a little bit later. They're a hot team. And then in the second game where they beat Maine, it was 2 to nothing win. Ethan DeJong and Zach Metza scored. It was Metza's first of his collegiate career. And Keith Petrozelli was in net this time, and he made 23 saves. And he is now on a personal two-game shutout streak. And your men's hockey team, folks, are the number nine team in the nation. And that is their highest ranking since they were number seven in December of 2016. The next opponent for that men's team, it's a home-and-home with Princeton this weekend. 7 p.m. home Friday and 7 p.m. on the road Saturday. And the final team in our rundown and the team that we are taking a look at here in this episode, it's the women's hockey program. So over the weekend, they played in the 2018 Nutmeg Classic down at Ingalls Rink at Yale. Uh, They were defending their title. They, They picked up the win in the tournament a year ago. They beat UConn in a shootout in the championship game last year, and that was their first round opponent. They took down UConn this year by a score of three to two. Melissa Samuskevich, I think I recognize that name from somewhere. Uh, she had two goals, including the game winner in that one. Laura Lundblad also had a goal and an assist. The next day in the championship game, the Bobcats unfortunately lost to number nine Providence by a score of two to one. Kate McKenzie scored the lone goal in that one. The Bobcats also have a home and home with Princeton this weekend. They are away on Friday night up in Princeton at six p.m. and then they're home at the Frank Parati Jr. Arena on Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. And we are taking a look at this Bobcats women's hockey team and Melissa Samuskevich been a leader on this team offensively defensively for the last three plus years she's the captain of the Bobcats this year and really Matt you've you've had a lot of time around this program so have I she's the engine that makes this team go she like you said is a leader on the ice and off the ice and to hear that she was in the Four Nations Cup and It was such a cool experience to see a Bobcat being recognized nationally and putting on a USA jersey. So we talked to her about that. We absolutely did. We talked to her about her experience uh, with multiple U.S. national teams. She spent time with the U18 team, uh, the under-22 team when they had their summer series against Canada back in September, uh, and then, of course, with the Four Nations team. So we talked to Sam all about all of that and more. Let's hear what she had to say. 
And we're back here on episode number 10 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. And we are joined by the senior captain of the Quinnipiac women's hockey team, Melissa Samuskevich. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? We're good. We're yeah. doing good. Thank you for, for joining us here in our, our cramped production studio. We got uh, one, two, three, four, five, including former guest Taylor House joining us uh, as a little bit of moral support. Just, to, you know, she missed being on the show. It's been five episodes or so since and we, we were just we were just saying they lead they lead our podcast and listens right now in the clubhouse. It is one seventy. As we are recording on Tuesday, it's 172 to 171 Kenzie Prater, Taylor House, Cass Turner episode. So it, it's good to know. Uh, it's good to know. Welcome back. Hopefully you'll bring the good luck there. But uh, Samo, we're here talking to you. Uh, so, of course, we want to start, uh, as we do with most of our guests, your story, how you ended up at Quinnipiac. Uh, you know, what what was it about the program and the campus that really made you think, oh, I, I want to be a Bobcat? Um, I definitely, well, I went to prep school out in Minnesota. So I knew I wanted to come home um, for college. And I don't know, like, I remember kind of getting advice from older people saying that, yeah, you'll just know when you're at the right spot. And um, I knew, like, I, I remember walking, I was by uh, Eklund. I remember walking on over by that parking lot, and I was like, yep. This is it. I don't know why. It was on the quad, and I was like, I'm going to come here. Wow, kind of like right through past the admissions building in yeah. the School of Com, kind of mm-hmm. over there. That's, I mean, that's a good spot, you know. As It's probably one of the most underrated spots on campus. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. If you walk from that secret parking lot, it's like the visitor lot, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. through that past the admissions office, I mean, it's the tower's right there and everything's yeah. in front yeah. of you. That's the thing. Every, everybody writes home about, oh, you know, the library and the look up on the giant, but yeah. that, that's a that's a good spot. Yeah, so so you ended up coming here and, and you kind of got a, a look at the, the program. So, uh, you know, what was it about the program itself that when you walked in, you're like, okay, this is the place I want to play hockey? Yeah, I mean, definitely, I think the facilities, one, of course, um, but just kind of the culture. Like, I knew that I was going to be pushed in a like a, a different way from anywhere else, um, and the way that they the coaches like kind of talked about their recruiting. They talked about recruiting kids that are like me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and they have like our team is awesome, and I'm so happy with where I'm at right now. So, Kid, kids like you. So that I'm, I'm assuming that's both uh, both an on ice and off uh, ice kind of thing. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't ask for much more. Taylor, did you know you were you were uh, like Melissa Samuels when you came to college? <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you know, when you, when you look down, look through your career, the, the national resume is really what jumps out first. I mean, you know, uh, with the extensive research that was done this afternoon, two years with the U S under 18 team at the U 18 world juniors, uh, a silver medal in 2014, a gold medal in 2015, most goals in the tournament with six in the 2015 tournament. I mean, right there, you could stop and that's already an amazing national career. But, you know, uh, when you were playing at Shattuck, uh, that was, uh, that was the, op- that was when you got the opportunity to play for the U18. So, um, you know, what was that process like kind of getting a chance and probably going to a development camp, but kind of, you know, take us through that part. Um, yeah, I was definitely, I was young. So I remember bits and pieces of it, but I, it was definitely stressful um, because at Chaddock, there was a lot of, a lot of girls that were getting invited and stuff. So when they, when they heard it, it was like, well, am I going to hear, you know what I'm saying? So it was just kind of pressure built for sure. I remember the stress of it, but it's also exciting, um, you know, just because a lot of your friends from school were going uh, to these camps and tournaments. But um, yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun and it was exciting and stressful at the same time. So, uh, you know, the the two years with the under 18 team, but this past year, 
Uh, first off, getting the chance to play uh, in the under-22 Summer Series against Canada. Uh, and then the one that we really wanted to focus on, the Four Nations Cup. So um, find out that you're going to be on that team, head out to play, end up being on a line with Amanda Kessel. That was the first thing that jumped out to me when I saw the depth charts that USA Hockey was tweeting out. Because that's, like, a, that's a last okay. name. That's a last name. So, Everyone in hockey knows that last Samuel name. Samuel from the Bobcats is playing on a line with Amanda Kessel. Not a big deal. <laughs> um, so, I mean, for I mean, your experience with that, there's so many different ways we can go. But, I mean, you know, first of all, getting a chance to play with some of those players like the Kessels and, and you know, Brianna Decker players like that. I mean, you know, what were you able to gain from, from playing with them even for a couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, definitely – they're just like natural leaders. Um, so, I mean, it's crazy because they're such role models to me. But at the same time, when I was out there, they were like friends. Like, they were my peers. So, and they treated me that way. And, like, it was just, it was so cool to, like, be a part of, like, the family and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, Kessel's sweet to play with. It was unbelievable. <laughs> um, she's so smart and just kind of kills it on the ice. Um, and she just made it easy. Made it easy, so yeah. that, I mean, I'm yeah. sure that's kind of a, a stressful experience when yeah. when you show up, and I mean, that's your you know the first the first real chance with the the national team as opposed to a U18 team. So, what was that phone call like? Uh, I cried afterwards. Yeah, I actually cried a couple times during the day. <laughs> <laughs> You're just walking around and oh my god, I just like remember yeah. that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll have a uh, turkey. And- oh my god, I'm on the national team. <laughs> <laughs> but they did. They made that transition and kind of getting used to the game a little bit easier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. So, what was the big difference you saw in the jump between you know you come from playing NCAA hockey and then you you go to the national level? What was the the difference in play on the ice that you saw? Um, the speed is definitely one, um, and they just like to play with the puck. I mean, everybody likes to play with the puck, but it's. Less of a dump and change game. It's more possess, uh, bring back to the D. Um, but yeah, you just what I notice is that we just like have the puck more. Um, even against Canada, uh, when when it's an even game, you just kind of ha- always have the puck. And if you're not, then you get it back quickly. So how did Quinnipiac prepare you for that national level? Yeah, so it's funny because our systems at Quinnipiac, I find myself. Um, I don't want to say this like I'm working harder because I'm just working differently. Um, and like we, our systems are different. So we, our four checks at two, one, two at Quinnipiac, where sometimes we'll run a one, two, two at USA hockey. Um, and two, one, two, I find myself stopping and starting a lot more. So I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that kind of like, that means when I get to the higher level, I kind of have more ammo in my tank. Like I can go for a longer period of time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They definitely prepared me, especially the work work ethic part. Yeah. Um, Cass has instilled in us work ethic and just kind of effort and battling. So I don't know. I give a lot of props to her and the coaches for sure, and my teammates, honestly. Yeah. Sure. And I mean, she you know she has a, a bunch of experience at the national level, so she knows you know this is what we need to do to get yeah. these girls ready to to play at a national level. What was your mentality going in? Were you looking to better my game? Were you looking to just have fun? What was your mentality? Um, I think both of those for sure. Um, whenever I go to a camp with the national team girls, it's always I'm going to get better, whether I do good or bad, personally how I think about that. Um, but going into it, I just kind of wanted to think like n- I have nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? It's my first time. Um, and 
because if I if I go in with pressure, then then I'm gonna create a bad scene for myself, and mentally that's not good. You know, you know what I mean. I want to play free. I want to play open. And when I had that mindset going in, that that was how it was. And I don't know. I just kind of wanted to be a person like off the ice that can everybody can talk to and relate to. And I'm a kid, and at that uh, scene, so it's like. I don't know, kind of like a shut up, Samo type thing sometimes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but, yeah, it's fun. I actually got to do the uh, our starting lineups in the locker room before the game. Um, That's awesome. And we won all, all the games, so if we lost, then I would have changed person. <laughs> but I did it for the whole tournament, so wow. I had to. And did they do like a clap after you say a name or something oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, I went for a full script. I got it wow. going. Wow, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fun. And do you feel like you completed your mission going in there? I yeah. do. We have we have a gold medal, so. And now they're going to have to have you back because they can't. You can't go to another tournament without your <laughs> lineup yeah, reader, right? And, and apparently <laughs> a yeah. future in journalism or broadcasting over here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and yeah, we asked Kenzie Prater. I got to ask her. Oh man, <laughs> where do you keep your gold medal? My Four Nations gold medal. Yep. Um, right now it's in my room, right on my desk. Um, just laying out on the desk. It is. It is. I just. I know. <laughs> Kenzie Prater was like in a glass case, top right corner of the closet. My brother can't touch it. I was like, okay. My brother can't right. touch it. Yeah. Right now, it's on the desk. Um, because I was like showing it to my roommates. Of course. So I haven't put it. I don't have a glass case. I'm gonna be honest with you. No Kenzie Prater status. <laughs> Um, you know, before we talk about Quinnipiac, because of course we're right in the middle of hockey season, um, one of the one of the biggest things that jumps out about you is your family. Uh, so <laughs> that family tree, man. Yeah. So uh, I mean, first off, for for the people that don't know, um, you, and I actually got a chance to interview earlier in the year, and we mm-hmm. talked about this, but uh, your sister at the same time that you were playing for the um, the U twenty two summer series was playing with the U eighteen team, and your brother was playing for the U seventeen boys team that was over in where were they slovakia wow okay that was it was one yes. of those wow. one of those I like should, the eastern I should, european i should be 100 sure because but he just went to i just second guess myself because he went to germany with his shattic high school team oh okay. so he's been around the world yeah, the yeah last that's cool. so that's why i think about it so i mean <laughs> you know as a, as a big sister this is kind of more of a personal thing but i mean what what is it like for you to see you know to be able to see your siblings succeed the same way you have and also to be able to have the experience with your sister both of you being in lake placid yeah um it's it was incredible just because i've like grown up with them playing hockey but i've always kind of been the role model um and especially my brother, I'm just going to talk about them separately because they're completely different people. Of course, yeah, yeah, good. Um, but my brother, he like he's one of the most hardworking people I've ever met, um, especially with his skill work. We have a rink in our backyard, and he'll sit in the backyard, stick handling and rollerblading and shooting pucks for hours. He'll be out there until midnight from like, you know, it's like nuts. It's just it's cool because like I wish I had the time and just like (laughs) the want and need to do that but um I just kind of look up to him now and he's a teenage boy no offense to teenage boys guys none to we're we're both um, 20 we're out of that phase (laughs) we 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 survived our scary teens um but yeah I don't know I look I look I look up to him in that way now um and then my sister she's just blossomed into a completely different person and player um, she played boys until she went to Shattuck. Uh, they both went to Sh- they both go to Shattuck now. Um, and she played boys, and then she went and, so- and for- started to play girls for her- the first time. And she just kind of realized that wow, I'm 
damn good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. she kind of got a swagger to her and started going in the gym and working hard. Um, and I'm super proud of her for it just because now we're kind of in it together. Um, and she did the work to like kind of be here with, with me like that. Um, and and yeah. that's good to hear, like that your sister realized that and kept working at it because some kids would be like, wow, I'm good. Whatever. Yes, yeah. I'll coast. <laughs> right. It's just that exactly. it's that internal thing, and you probably ha- have that same thing. And it sounds like your your brother definitely has just that that internal drive. Like, okay, I know I'm good, but it, you know it's time yeah. to get better, kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, so the 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 other part of that the the family tree thing was, you know, if you get a chance to go to uh, the Frank Parati Jr. Arena for a given <laughs> Quinnipiac women's hockey game. In that same section, right next to the scoreboard from where I'm sitting up in the booth, you can see the Samuskevich clan. There have been there have been tailgates and barbecues that I, I've yeah. heard about that happened. But I mean, you know, the for you being able to play and, and being able to have your family and probably extended family there in the stands watching you, you know, w- what's that like for you? It's awesome, uh, especially being away at in Minnesota for four years. Um, it's nuts, just because. I don't know. They all come all the time, and it, it's always a battle for the ticket list and who <laughs> wants, whose name's on there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. And it definitely coming back to Quinnipiac and playing. I don't want to give myself props, but I've been told that's why that you're here. Bringing our family together, um, just because they hang out so much together. Yeah. Um, and it's I don't know. That's just what my aunt loves to say. She's like, "You brought us back together wow. after our grandparents passed away." Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome how big of a family I have and how supportive they are of me and my brother and sister. Okay. They just love me. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, bring, that's all we need I'm to know. Kidding. They bring those giant fat heads on sticks. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I see her, I see her face. It's a, it's a competition sometimes between the, the Samo clan and, uh, and the Bonsteel clan. That's yeah. the, yeah. the do it for Darren night. Um, when Jim Bonsteel was walking around in a purple cape yeah. holding the mm-hmm. fat head and with the, with the purple toque for the, our Canadian lesser, listeners, that was something. But yeah. um, So, you know, quickly talking about uh, now you're back at Quinnipiac, of course, and, and we're midway through the season. So, uh, you know, from a captain's perspective, and, and we'll get into you, you becoming a captain uh, in a little bit. From a captain's perspective, you've seen this team play now. Uh, you know, what have you seen from your team the last couple of weeks going into the Nutmeg Classic and getting all the way to the championship game, losing by a goal? You know, what have you seen from your, your team so far this year? Um, I mean, it's it sucks because re- results-wise, we're not the hottest. But from a captain's point of view, I'm so proud of them just because every game, besides like maybe one or two where teams have those days, it's just not a good day, but every game we're getting better in our own way. Um so I'm just proud of them, and I don't know. As long as at this point, as long as we're playing our best hockey at the end of the year, that's in the second half of the year. That's where it matters. You're right. It's in the bigger picture, but yeah. So I mean, there's a there's a lot of development that comes with some of the younger players, and yeah. I mean, now you have Lexi Agia who's playing on the top line, and and you know both Courtney Vorster and Zoe Boyd who are playing big minutes on defense. You know that that's no easy feat as a freshman mm-hmm. to be able to do that. So, yeah. uh, you know, from a leadership perspective, how are you? How what are you doing to try to help these girls and kind of get them in the full swing of okay, this is NCAA hockey, this yeah. is how we do it here. Um, I think just kind of. They're very. They're an easy class. Um, they they come to the rink. They work hard. Um, so I don't have a ton of complaints. But I mean, always, even as like when I was a freshman, every freshman needs to be reminded of the atten- the intensity every day. Um, and I think that's something that we kind of are trying to instill in everybody and just kind of to bring it every single day, practice day in and day out. And 
that's how we're going to get better, you know? Yeah, of course, yeah. And I was looking at the standings. You guys are right there. Mm-hmm. It's Princeton who has 10 points, and you guys have seven. Mm-hmm. So with the standings so close, and they're always close, always. It always comes down to each and every game. How have you told the freshmen and explained to the freshmen that every game matters in ECAC? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something we're still working on. Um, but, I mean, just by kind of instilling it in their minds that, hey, like, this game matters. Um, I like I, like before the pregame talks that we have before we put our jerseys on, I kind of like to amp the game up no, no matter what, even if we're playing not as good as a team during the first day and a better team on the second day. That Friday game matters more than the Saturday game right now because everybody's good in our league at this point. Um, so, I mean – yeah, just kind of reminding, you know what I mean? Constant reminder. Yeah. Because, again, like a team like Clarkson, who's kind of hung at the top, yeah. they only got six points right now. Yeah. Like it's very – it's always tight. It's always. A, it's, an, it's so crazy how, how it's an any given day kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and being able to kind of to see your team play throughout the year, you can kind of see that. But um, last question for me, at least, on the on the Bobcats before we do our, uh, our classic three questions <laughs> at the end. What's next for the Bobcats? What what needs to be done? What needs to continue to be done to make this team either an ECAC hockey contender, a national contender? Because, I mean, the Frozen Four is going to be right in our backyard here up yeah. at the uh, Frank Parati Jr. Arena at the end of the year. So, you know, what needs to be done for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think we just have to kind of bear down more. Uh, a lot of our games are one-goal games. Um, we got to start burying some pucks. Um and getting good bounces too, you know what I mean? We gotta find our puck luck. We can't just hope it comes because when we hope it comes, then it's the end of the season and we're like, crap. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we just we do have to kind of bury down more and focus on the bigger picture by focusing on the little details too um, every day. So I mean, yeah, I think definitely just kind of like I said, burying down. You can edit that because I just said that three times. No, yeah, <laughs> but it's I mean it's it's. Uh, it's completely factual because, you know, not, from seeing there are a number of games where you just need a bounce on a rebound or a yeah. puck to kick a certain way, or it has kicked a certain way for another team. And that's been a, you know, a two, one, three, two game. It, it's, that's just kind of the bounces at the beginning of the year, but you get those to change and start burying a couple, mm-hmm. you never yeah. know. So we have three questions that we ask to every single one of our guests. Mm-hmm. These are the real thinkers, the personal questions. And I'll spend 12 minutes on these questions. Yeah. <laughs> I got no problem. Got no problem. Um, so our first one, if you could live anywhere in the world that is not Hamden, Connecticut, where would it be and oh, why? Oh, man. Um, Slovakia? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, anywhere in the world? Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I would go live in Minnesota. Okay. Um, I but I'm not a big traveler, so I don't really know what the world's like. Yeah, yeah, of I'm course. I'm also a homebody, uh, so I do like yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I love Minnesota. I love the city out there. I love the people. Um, not that I don't like our Hamden people. No, of course. This no, is yeah. Hamden's this is not an option anymore. Hamden. Yeah, yeah. Hamden's always <laughs> yeah, number one. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, yeah, you, 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 enough hockey there to last you a lifetime too. Yeah. So you also got enough of that. Okay, mm-hmm. so Minnesota's the answer for number one. The second one, uh, if you could have dinner with one person, either alive or deceased, who would it be and why? People have done family members. My favorite. Um, the head of athletic communication, Nick Serbinski, said yeah. Walt Disney as his. Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, mine was Frank Sinatra. 
I don't know if Dan has ever picked his. I don't know if I have, actually. I'd have to think about that. Oh, man. That'll be like a last episode of the year kind of thing. Um, I'm a history major, um, and I recently like took a class. Uh, Professor Goodudy, shout out. Unbelievable guy. Um, but I took a, like, a contemporary U.S. history class, um, and he got me on JFK. That'd be cool. John F. Kennedy. We've yeah. had that before too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did that cool for one. my. I did that for a political communication class that I'm taking because we had yeah. to do one, and everybody started going around saying political people. So I'm like, oh, I got to rethink yeah. Wayne Gretzky or whatever <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so I, I ended up coming up with JFK because there's yeah. a lot. I mean, you know, w- that he was going to do with space exploration yeah, and a number of other cool. things. Yeah. Um, okay, so there, there you go, JFK. Um, and then the third one. You are on death row. What is your final meal, dinner, drink, and dessert? Okay. Uh, drink chocolate milk. Nice. Um, really? Replenish the, yeah. Absolutely. Replenish nice. the nutrients. Absolutely. Yeah. Your last That's what one. you drink after a, yeah. after a workout. Zach Parise like, did commercials for it. But we're not working out. We're on death row. This is a D1 athlete that we're talking about, Matt. We're not That's drinking true. chocolate milk after a podcast. You're right. That's but true. We're, <laughs> but I want like a chocolate milk from like a Greek diner. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay. You know, okay. I don't know if you guys know the difference, but I know the difference between all my chocolate milk. <laughs> that's the one I want. Okay. Yeah. At a certain point, you become a connoisseur for something. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Chocolate milk. Um, a nice fillet, medium rare, blue cheese crumbles on the top, uh, green beans. Yeah. Like immersed in butter and salt. Yeah, because you can. Yeah. yeah. And my dad's mac and cheese. Okay. Sure. Um, in dessert, just give me like a brownie. With ice cream and a hot fudge oh. on top of it. Nice little brownie sundae. Yeah. That's me. The, be- the best hot fudge I've had is at Girardelli's. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, there, there was an ice cream. There's a Girardelli's ice cream shop in Disney. It was. I'll never forget that hot fudge to, yeah. the, mm-hmm. to the day I croak. To <laughs> <laughs> the day I croak. <laughs> well, Samo, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today, and uh, best of luck heading into the Princeton series. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks so much to Melissa Samuskevich for joining us here in episode number 10 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. That is going to do it for this one. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go online to QuinnipiacBobcats.com. You can get all your stats, rosters, scores, tickets, merch, anything you may need right there from Bobcat Nation on QuinnipiacBobcats.com. Make sure you follow all of the social media accounts. It's at QUathletics on Twitter and at QU underscore WIH if you want to follow the women's hockey team. Matt McAuliffe. If we want to follow you, where can we? You know the drill, Dan. At M McAuliffe 7. Absolutely. And I am at Dan Ball, B-A-H-L. Also, before we go, make sure you check out this week's Bobcats Weekly, the episode that just went out Tuesday morning, so it's still fresh if you haven't watched it yet. Uh, you'll notice two familiar voices and now probably be able to put two faces to the voices if you watch the episode this week. We I did wonder. a little bit something different. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, so uh, make sure you tune in and find out because uh, you may be in for a little bit of a surprise, but... But that's going to do it for us here. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. See you. The theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click. Click.